Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gift of Choice. Hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guests offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of The Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Well, welcome everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at the Gifted Choice Show. And I'm here today on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. I have a great guest for the show for today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that she's here. Amethyst Mahoney, who is the creator of the Divine Love Oracle Deck, is here with us today. And I'm going to bring her on right after our first break so that we can learn more about that. Now, I always want to tell you that I, how much I appreciate all of you taking time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of time here with us at the show. You know, I know that everyone's life is busy, and my goal is to provide great content so that you always feel that this time was well spent. Now, just a reminder, you can also listen to all the past episodes right here on Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. And then we stream the last episode each week to Speak Up Talk Radio. And they're always on for you. You can listen at 3 in the morning if you'd like to. Now, to be a part of this community, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. Number one is you can just click follow on the show page if you're here on Blog Talk Radio. Or if you're on listening on iTunes, click on the subscribe button. They kind of do the same thing, but they use different words. And then you can always connect with me and let me know that you'd like to be a part of this community, and I'll keep you in the loop on all the news as well. Now, I always want to remind people that the Gifted Choice Show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, but I want you to take what fits for you and simply let go of the rest. The Gifted Choice Show does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder. Now, if anybody would like to call in today, I want to give you the call-in number in case you need that. It is 714-816-4716. And you can just listen on your phone if you like. But if you'd like to talk with us live on the air, just press 1 on your keypad. And that lets me know that you've raised your hand and you want to be live on the air with us. And from where I'm sitting in the studio, I can unmute you, and then we can all be together live on the air. Now, for the past, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe past year or so, I've been taking just a moment, you know, 60 to maybe 90 seconds at the most, to allow everyone to just stop, myself included. So if you're able to join me in that little breathing meditation that I do at the beginning of every show, I'd love for you to join me in this. Now, the reason is, or one of the main reasons is, that we don't take time to do this. We just don't take enough time. We're always so busy and there's so many things to do that we don't take time to just stop, to just 
breathe and pay attention to our breathing. So if you're able to join me, please do. Now, if you're driving on the freeway, maybe that's not such a good idea (laughs) because you might get a little too relaxed. But if you aren't driving on the freeway or doing something dangerous, please join me in this next moment or so. As we take a nice deep breath in through the nose if you can. And then let everything go in a really nice long exhale. When your exhale is longer than your inhale, it's a more relaxing breath. It activates that relaxing part of you. It's called the parasympathetic nervous system. So all it is is breathing in and out. Breathing in and breathing out without pushing it or pulling it. Just let it flow as it's meant to. Breathing in. Notice how the air feels coming in through your nostrils. And breathing out, notice how it feels to have your abdomen collapsing again, letting all that air out. Breathing in. And out. That's all there is to it. Just letting it flow. Just letting it be comfortable for you. And you know, thoughts probably will come into your mind. That always happens. Just acknowledge that the thoughts are there. And then go back to pay attention to your breathing. Notice how it feels to bring the air in through the universe. All that love that's out there for you. And then letting it go of everything that you don't need right now. There's nothing else that you need to do. At some level, you decided, you made a choice to listen to the show today. This time is for you. Honor that as you breathe in. And out. Now, before we get into the show today, if you would join me in one more big breath in. And then letting everything go, everything out, everything that you don't need right now. That bigger breath at the beginning and again at the end gives your body a signal that although I want you to hang on to that nice, relaxed feeling, it's time to come back and be present to listen to all the wonderful things we have to talk about today. You know, I don't know about you, but I always feel better after we do that little minute, minute and a half of just breathing. That's it. Just breathing. If we had more time, I would spend more time doing that. And I think that's something that we should all do as many times a day as you can. Even if it's just for, you know, 15 seconds. It's better than no seconds at all. So just pay attention to how often you do or don't do that. How often do we really pay attention to just our breathing? Hardly ever, right? So it's just a nice way to start every show on on Monday and start the week off and all of that, which is why I share that with you. 
You know, as I was thinking about our short show today and our guest, I realized how much oracle cards are a part of my life. I'm fond of the Doreen Virtues Angel Oracle cards, but I've used others as well, as well as some tarot cards. But, you know, I don't think there's been a day that's gone by in the last 15 or 20 years that I haven't used them as a reading for myself or to confirm a feeling or an idea I had. Or maybe just to help me remember that I'm never alone and always have support in this life. For as long as I can remember as an adult, I've been drawing angel cards and and find comfort in the messages. So whether it's, you know, like I said, confirming something I'm thinking or if it's shifting my thinking completely to an idea that I haven't really even thought about. I just find such solace in the fact that I know I'm. I, it makes me feel like I'm supported. And you know, when we travel, I take them with me. They're my companion. They're like a dear friend. So whether we're home at not or not, I have this daily routine. I always sit at least in brief meditation. I don't always spend a lot of time. If I go out for a jog in the nature trails around our house, and I do some meditation in that space as well. But I I start with some just a, centering myself, and then I journal the future. You know, I write today's date on, and then I put my life out a year or two or whatever, and I write about that day and how grateful I am for all of the things that have happened and where I'm at at that point. And then I do an angel reading for myself. You know, it starts off, you know, it just starts the day off on a good note. And it reminds me how supported we all are. When I was in the hospital after our serious car accident back in 2009, I was still in a coma at that time, and my husband, thankfully he wasn't hurt as bad, um, my husband brought my angel cards to the hospital because he knew how much they meant to me. And he drew a, he drew a card every day that I was there. Now, the reason I'm sharing this story with you is because I think it's, it's a really good um, reminder or lesson how powerful these things are. I think it was the Healing with the Angels deck, which is a Doreen Birch's deck. So there are 44 cards in the deck, and each day he would draw a card, just one. And there was one of two cards that came up every single day, every day. And I was in the hospital, I don't know, maybe 10 days or 12 days, something like that. So the two cards that came up were Archangel St. Michael and Guardian Angel. Those were the only two that ever came up. My son came to visit me one day. I mean, at least that's what they tell me. I don't remember anything for about three weeks of my life. But on the day that he was there, he drew a card too. And guess what card came up? Archangel St. Michael came up for him too. It's as if the cards, the universe, the angels, God, through these oracle cards, wanted to reassure my loved ones that I was going to be okay. Now the interesting thing is when I got home from the hospital, those two cards didn't come up again, at least not every day. Interesting. You know, I believe that we all get the messages we need, whatever we need for our highest good, which we don't always know what that is because, you know, the ego gets in the way. But using oracle cards has been a huge part of my life for many years and a huge part of my family's life, obviously, especially after the messages they got when they didn't know if I was going to get my brain back or not. Now, today, our guest, Amethyst Mahoney, is here with us, and 
she's going to share some information about Oracle cards as well. In fact, her deck of Oracle cards, I'm so excited to have Amethyst here with us today. I'm going to introduce her right after this short break. This is Bonnie Gressel, and you're here listening to The Gift of Choice. And we're going to be right back, everyone. Are you one of the millions of people who struggle to relax, sleep well, or even lose weight? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard? If you think your brain might have something to do with it, you're right. Now you can learn how to access the powerful energy of the mind-body connection with the ultimate health and wellness gift set, a four-CD collection of guided meditations from holistic nurse practitioner Bonnie Gressel. You can use them all for yourself or split the individually wrapped CDs into gifts for friends and family. The Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set includes all of Bonnie's popular CDs, including Restful Sleep, Relax, Meditation for Busy People, and Weight Loss. To get your copy of the Ultimate Health and Wellness Gift Set, go to BonnieGressel.com and click the Products tab. That's B-O-N-N-I-E. G-R-O-E-S-S-L dot com. You're listening to The Gift of Choice with your host, Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice is sponsored by MNB Global Solutions, providing individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, as well as book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com. Welcome back to The Gift of Choice, everyone. I'm Bonnie Gressel, your host, and I'm excited and delighted and very honored to introduce our guest for today, Amethyst Mahoney. She's the founder of the Heart and Soul Community, which includes spiritual seekers from more than 192 countries around the world. She's the creator of Divine Love Oracles, Oracle Card Deck, and a positive and uplifting deck from 40 contributors from the Heart and Soul Community. This deck will help you connect with your higher power and remind you that you are always surrounded with divine love. You can support the Indigo campaign and get your divine oracle, um, your divine love oracle deck. That's a lot of words for me to say today. <laughs> at this website, which is bitly, bit dot ly dash. I'm sorry, uh, slash divine love oracle. And we'll ask Amethyst to remind us of that at the end of the show as well. Amethyst, I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to spend a little bit of time with us. Thank you, Bonnie. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, I read a little bit, obviously, about people in their bio, but there's always more to the story. Would you share with our listeners a little bit more about your journey and what brings you to who you've become today? Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> like, how long do we have here? Oh, we've. I think we've all had some really crazy adventures in our lives, and um, and I'll try to try to pin mine down a little bit because I think my story should be like a three part, you know, Hallmark series or something <laughs> like that, or on the, the Lifetime shows or something. <laughs> channel. The Lifetime channel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I was born in uh, in the South, in the United States, and so uh, a lot of my journey has to do with religion and spirituality. 
because that is a huge focus of what I do and a huge focus of, of what I teach and what we do in my business community. And so it, when it, it started out, I was actually raised very strictly, very fundamentalist, very, um, you know, controlling and abusive and the, pretty much the worst sides of religion that mm. you could be brought up in. And a lot of my clients tend to come to me because they were either raised very fundamentalist and, and very strict or they their family still is that way and they're you know always trying to get them to go to a church or a synagogue or whatever and telling them that they're praying for their soul and you know it's just not a fun way to live when you can't mm-hmm. hang out with the people that you grew up with because they are so prejudiced against, you know, anything else that that is out there. So I I grew up in that, and when I decided to leave the religion that I was born into, I cried every year for two years straight, every every night. I would cry myself to sleep because not only did I now not have my religion, but I also had no family because it was Mm. such a really bad, abusive situation. And so I basically had nothing. And so I started I started studying all the different religions around the world and, you know, meeting different people. And I was in the Army for a while, so my best friend um, and I would go to three or four different services on Sundays. Um, she was Muslim, and then one of our friends was Jewish. <laughs> so we would just kind of hop around to all the different services and hang out. And what I really found throughout my 20s, I read – pretty much all of the major religious works of different religions out there. And I figured out that they all boiled down to the same fundamental principles. And it really is all about love. So I wanted to create the Divine Love Oracle deck to remind people, kind of like you said in the introduction, that you are supported. And no matter what else is going on, you know, in your family or your situation or with the muggles out there that you can't talk to <laughs> if that happens to be the case that there there are still people who love you and there's still a being or a higher power or whatever you want to call it that is the universe is always going to support you yeah so do you find that a lot of your clients uh, it sounds like a lot of your clients struggle with that, or do they know that they're supported, but they just don't have, uh, uh, you know, human beings around them that are very supportive? That's that's generally where it comes from. I mean, we're so blessed to live in this day and age where we have this ability to get online and find people who don't think we're weird. Because exactly. I, I was told every day growing up that I was a weirdo and that there was something wrong with me. And... I I know a lot of my clients and a lot of people listening to that show, they probably feel the same way, that there's not really a community for them that they belong to. I mean, your radio show is a great place for people who can come and connect because you know that if you're listening to this show, then the other people listening to this show probably have some of the same experiences and beliefs that you do. And so that's one of the things I like to do is find communities like that where you can connect to other people 
who have struggled with those same issues. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your your oracle card, your deck. You know, is is it in the process? Is it out there? It sounds like it's out there for people because they can get it on your website. Well, they can they can pre-order it through the Indiegogo oh, okay. campaign. So we okay. officially launch. It's really really exciting because I've talked to a lot of people who have done Oracle decks before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've been really involved in the tarot and Oracle community for decades. I started reading cards when I was 12. Mm-hmm. So oh. as soon as I, yeah, I found out there were other people who did that, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> yay, you know. But that wasn't, an, that wasn't even until maybe 2001 or 2005. I mean, it's only been just recently that I've been online and found these people. But what I've found out from them is that putting together a deck like this generally takes about 18 months. Mm. And um, so you gather a bunch of really talented people and and everybody contributes a card to the deck. I decided to do mine about six weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> six weeks. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like a magical manifester. When I decide, okay, it's definitely time to do this, it comes together like very, very quickly. Um, so, yeah, it's been just about six weeks where I came up with the concept and I kind of wrote and mapped everything out about what I wanted to happen. And about four weeks ago, I asked people if they wanted to do it, and now we're about to launch the Indiegogo campaign. Um, so within about three months, we'll have an entire deck. It should be printed and on the way. Awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting. (laughs) Yeah, are you able to at this point, or is this a secret? Um, Are you able to tell us kind of what the deck will be like? Yeah, it's well, I did. If you're watching on the Blog Talk radio show, there are a couple of pictures up so far, and um, I believe the spirit card is up, and I can't remember which cards I showed you, but I actually sat down this morning and put everything together before the show because of kind of wanted to see, you know, where I was standing before we talked about it today. And we've got um, 36 of the cards are in right now. And so there's, yeah, out of the 40, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's there's a very different mix because I wanted people to be able to do their own artwork. I didn't want to say, well, you have to do it in, you know, collage or you have to do a watercolor or you have to do a art pencil drawing, I let people choose their own medium and their own way of doing it. And um, and then I chose the cards based on the ones that were most cohesive and most uh, in line with the actual deck and the, you know, being a positive and uplifting and supportive deck with that whole concept uh, in mind. And I'm I want to say I'm surprised. I'm not, but I am at the same time. I mean, when you look at the pictures, they're all so different, and yet they all go together so well. Mm. So it's it's kind of hard to explain it without, <laughs> without seeing the pictures. Um, mm-hmm. But beginning on October 1st, I will have more pictures up on the website over at the bit.ly slash divinelovoracle. And when you go over to the Indiegogo campaign, you'll be able to see a lot of the cards there as well. And those will all be up on the first. Awesome. And your did but, you s- 
say that you're planning a launch to to have them published or printed or whatever you call it for um, Oracle cards, do you have a, a deadline in mind? Yes, we have until October 31st. To get um, $13,333 is what we're looking at to publish the deck. And that will get us 2,000 decks. And um, and plus, that will also cover the money that Indiegogo takes out because they get their 1.7% or whatever it is. Um, But before I came up with 13,333, because I wanted the threes and the angel number and everything Mm -hmm. in there, Mm -hmm. what came to mind was I bet this is going to cost $12,000 which is about what it costs before, you know, Indiegogo and some other Mm -hmm. things. And I was laying in bed one night, and I was like, you know, I bet if we got 333 people to donate $33 each, we'd get the deck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that comes out to about $12,000-something. So what we're looking for is 333 angels to sponsor the deck. Um, Right now I have a... I believe a twenty or twenty-five dollar option, as well as a forty-dollar option. But starting on the first, we're going to launch our angel campaign option, where uh, it's thirty-three dollars. And if you donate, you'll get your deck. You'll get an online guide that has a full color of each of the cards, and a, you know, full-length description about the card, about the author, and then also some spreads that you can use with the cards and how to connect to the cards. And also, anybody who um, sponsors the deck through the campaign, you know, you buy your deck with any of the amounts that uh, that gets the deck. I'm also going to have an energy clearing class in January to help you set the energy of the deck once you get it. And then we'll also uh, have a class where we can do mini readings. I can teach you how to use the, the cards. We'll talk about some different spreads you can use. And if I have time, I'll even draw cards for people right there live in the class. Wow. You know, that that crowdfunding is, I mean, they didn't used to have that years ago. I mean, whether it's, you know, GoFundMe or Kickstarter or, you know, or the the format that you're using. I mean, isn't that an awesome thing that, that you can bring community together like that to support? Yeah, it's amazing. And there's actually some contemporary businesses now that are moving away from the regular types of funding in their businesses and going to crowdfunding platforms because what I tell people is, look, crowdfunding is not just about raising money. Crowdfunding is about creating community. Mm -hmm. And that's everything that I talk about in the Heart and Soul community um, when we talk about the business stuff is how can you create community around what you're interested in and, you know, create some kind of movement in your life. When I started out with my business, I was doing a lot of business coaching, and I I still do some of that, but I'm moving more into um, what I'm calling, uh, you know, kind of like life coaching, but Mm -hmm. it's more of a holistic approach. It includes business if you own a business, but if you don't own a business, it's no big deal because we've got plenty of things we can talk about. (laughs) Um, I actually, uh, actually released my Ascended Life program earlier today. So it's a new thing that I'm doing that includes all aspects of your life. But um, but I did that in, in my business community because that's the community where everybody comes because they don't feel like they fit in anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They feel like a total outsider. A lot of them 
have a lot of trouble talking to their family. Um, you know, they're at day jobs that they don't really love, they're not passionate about. And it's just a place that you can come to and talk about, you know, woo-woo things. You can talk about oracle and tarot cards. You can't talk about those things in public all the time. So Yes, I know a- that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I actually had a, someone in Oregon when I, I've lived in 15 states, so Oregon was a couple ago, and actually came up to me and said I was going to go to hell for reading tarot cards. And I said, do oh, you really? know that you're in Oregon? <laughs> like, yeah, you really. need to move to the <laughs> south. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I call the people on the cross, whether I've ever met them before or not, that we can have that communication. I say, oh, it's so nice to meet a kindred spirit because there are so few, you know, that you can mm-hmm. actually open up and talk about that stuff. Well, and you think they're so full until you few until you get into a community yeah. like yeah. like mine or probably like you have. It's and then it just feels normal. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. not met or talked to a person who doesn't like tarot and oracle cards in almost three years. Oh wow, cool! I, I just cool. I don't know where they are anymore. I'm so surrounded by people who do the things that I love that I I can't even. It, it's the new normal. And once you find that community, you just feel so loved and so supported. You can do what you're really put here to do, and it becomes your new normal. Right. So tell us a little bit more about the heart and soul community. It's it's fabulous. I mean, I'm really interested to hear more. I'm sure our listeners are as well. Yeah, so it's a free community on Facebook. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash um, heart and soul biz, uh, because I was concentrating more on the business aspect, so it'll have that little B-I-Z on the end. But um, it's really, every day we have a kind of a thing to do for the day. So you don't have to do it every day, but it's it's kind of like some people will pop in for certain days of the week because those are the, the days that they love. And uh, And other times you can bring up your own topics of conversation, and I bring up different things. I posted in there about this show right now, so hopefully there's a few people from the community listening live. They said they were going to, uh, so they may be, you know, on the Internet or on the phone right now. So, hi, guys, if you're here, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but each day we have some kind of topic or focus. So uh, usually I do Motivational Mondays, but I've been turning it into – Today I turned it into Magical Monday, and I'm and I'm thinking I might turn it into Manifesting Monday. I mm. kind of feel like the energy is moving more towards manifesting towards the end of the year here, and mm-hmm. October is going to be a really high energy month for manifesting. I know with the super moon and the lunar eclipse and the you know blood moon and the Mercury retrograde and the yeah. Venus retrograde. <laughs> I mean, it's just been crazy the last month, but still this. Energy is going to pick up in October, and it's a really, really great time to manifest the things that you really want. And do it by the end of October because then the holidays are going to start hitting and you're going to automatically want to start slowing down anyway. So, yes, Manifesting Mondays. (laughs) That was the short answer. (laughs) And then um, we have Tarot Tuesdays, which I also call Divination Tuesday because Sometimes people will talk about things like um, reading tea leaves or, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about oracle decks and things like that. Some people find tarot really uh, scary or intimidating, and I never did because a deck found me when I was 12 years old. So Mm. uh, 
I moved into a house and that was the only thing they had left. It was in a back back closet in a back shelf and and I just thought, you know, wow, with they're such pretty pictures, how could they be, you know, anything bad with this? And what's what's really funny to me because you know, as I as I grew up in the church and everything, they would tell me things like, you know, tarot reading is evil and all these other silly things. But then recently I found this study where it talks about the gift of spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if if you're a Bible Christian person, in First Corinthians in the Bible, it says that one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is prophecy. So, you know. Same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how you can argue that it's bad anymore. I don't use the cards necessarily for for prophecy, but I know that a lot of people really think that they're about prophesizing. I've always used the cards more like art therapy. I was a psychologist Mm. for over a decade, and so I've always been really interested in knowing what you see in the card. So I will... I will tell you what I see and the energy that I pick up because I pick up energy from people. Sometimes I hear things. Sometimes I just know things. Um, I call it radio universe. So <laughs> if I'm I'm really tuned in, you know, well, science has proven that we share electrons when we're sitting beside another person. Mm-hmm. So if you know that all of your memories and thoughts and feelings are stored in your cells, your cells are made up of electrons, and now the electrons are energetically bouncing off and being shared with another person, then it only makes sense that they would know and feel and hear the things that you do, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. seems pretty scientific to me. <laughs> My husband kind of rolls his eyes at that one a little bit. He goes, you're stretching it. But I'm like, no, I I think I'm right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, I like to know, I can pick up some of those things, but when I ask the person, what do you see in this card? Sometimes they'll see things that are not there at all. Or they'll see mm-hmm. a little piece of something. It's kind of like the Rorschach test, you know, what do you see mm-hmm. in this picture? And, you know, they'll they'll focus in on something. Well, that's the most important thing to them. So right. when I, I talk to tarot readers and I talk to oracle healers and, and everything, and I'm planning on doing a, a Divine Love Oracle certification course next year that people can take to use this deck to work with people in this way. Um, but it really is about paying attention and listening and making sure that that other person is an active per- participant in their reading. So that covers Tarot Tuesdays. This is going to be like an 18-part answer. Anyway, every day we have a different little topic that we do. <laughs> okay, sounds. And what's the? Can you repeat the the Facebook uh, group name again? Is it Heart and Soul Community? It is Facebook.com/groups/heartandsoulbiz. Biz. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm really moving. I I have a whole bunch of business stuff, but um, my new program, the Ascended Life program, is we don't even cover business unless you really want to. It's like its own its own thing. Yeah. So why do you, and I think people forget in this busy life, this is my experience anyway, in this busy life, I think people forget, they don't like, acknowledge that spiritual connection. Why do you feel it's important to remind people about that from your perspective? Well, I I feel like, you know, if 
you don't have a connection to the spirit or divine within you, then you're completely disconnected from your own truth. And when you're disconnected from your own truth, you're going to start making decisions and live in a way that is probably out of alignment with what's really true for you. Mm. And we've all done this. I mean, I I joined the army. <laughs> that was probably yeah, it, it not. Yeah, it doesn't really fit in, the, in your yeah, story. Yeah, I mean, it really it, it fit with who I thought I was supposed to be. Supposed but, to be. That's the key, right? Supposed right. to be. Somebody else right. wanted I, you to be. Yeah. And I also felt like that it was something that I had to experience. Well, that's true. But, you know, everything's, you know, for experience. And that, sometimes that's why we do things, I think. Not knowing it, but that's, I think, the reason. Right. It's kind of like when I went back to school, I I have a master's degree and then I got a PhD and then I went back to school and got another master's degree. So I was like, oh, let me just make sure on this. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I, di- I didn't need to do that. But it was one of those things where I felt like I had to and it was really a question of figuring out, you know, who I was and who I wanted to be. And that's a lifelong process. But I think that when you're really connected and you really stop and, and do the breathing exercise like you did at the beginning of the program and you use the oracle cards and really get in tune with what you want and just kind of drop all of that other stuff, then it's a lot easier to have a life that really makes you happy. Mm-hmm. To be, I mean, it's. I think what I find with people that I've worked with in the past, um, you know, in the office or, or just coaching clients is, it's hard, I think, for sometimes for people to feel like they, um, like it's okay to be true to themselves. Like there's something mm-hmm. else that they should be doing. Somebody, someone will have, you know, it's that external locus of control. We get our value from what other people say or think, and well, what what other people say or what what other people think about this. Where some people feel like almost guilty, you know, being true to themselves. Yet, boy, that's the only way. To me, that's the only way to be. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. I was talking to a client this morning, and and she said, "Well, I wanted to do, you know, this this certain thing a certain way, but you know, this other person said they do it this other way, and and another guy mm-hmm. I know says I should do it this other way. So who am I to say that I should do it that way? And I'm like, you're mm-hmm. you're you. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the way that's going to mm-hmm. work for you. And it was really interesting, was because she said, well, it's really easy if I do it that way, and so I feel guilty." Yeah, yeah. So what do you think, I'm just curious here, I see this, the worthiness issue or lack of worthiness issue come up so often in people. And Mm -hmm. to me, this is another one of those examples of is that person truly, do they love themselves enough, you know, unconditionally? Do they feel they're worthy to be able to make those own decisions for themselves and do what they really feel intuitively that they should do? And it doesn't matter what anybody says. Mhm. Yeah, it's it's a huge issue and it's a huge issue especially in the spiritual community because there it's really weird. There's a lot of deflecting going on and mm. you know, if you compliment someone or say they do a good did a good job, they're like, "Oh, no, no, no. It's not about me." I'm like, "Well, you know, yeah, I know it's not, but also it is. Mm-hmm. Can you take a little credit here?" <laughs> yeah. So, do you think that's not that poses another question? Do you think that's um uh, you know, a, a worthiness issue, or do you think it's deflecting, or is it both? 
I think it's both. I mean, you're, okay. you're deflecting. When I see people deflect, a lot of times it's because I know that deep down they just don't feel worthy. Yeah. And yeah. and there's a lot of that going on in even in the spiritual community. Like, oh, it's all about God. Well, mm-hmm. you know, God wants you to have a good life too. Yeah. We weren't meant to so, suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. that's the big thing. Like this whole idea of we have to suffer is so much BS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we're taught. I mean, it's layer upon layer of things. It's the unworthiness. It's the on the need to suffer. It's the deflecting. It's it's so many things that contribute to this idea of you know, living this life that really isn't ourselves. And so peeling back those layers takes, you know, a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Or seven, I don't know. <laughs> or seven, yeah. <laughs> so even within, you know, a, a, quote, spiritual community, there are still those issues. Because they're, we're, they're huge. We're only human, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's really interesting is, is when you leave the religious community and get into the spiritual community and you think, oh, everything's going to be better now, then you just see the same exact thing mm-hmm. coming up, that poverty mentality, just like you find yeah. in the religious churches. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't need money. God doesn't want you to have money. You should give it all to us. <laughs> right. right. In the spiritual community, it's, oh, we don't need money. Money's so bad. Let's just barter for everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I cannot take a chicken to the grocery store and trade it for milk. Like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And so there's yeah. there's so many different issues and so many so many layers of things. And, and I see it, too. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, well, I don't use credit cards. I'm just opting out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just went on, like, my eighth free trip because I use credit cards. Mm-hmm. Like, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, I mean, is that some of what you um, work with people, whether they're clients and, and you're doing some coaching with them or, or class that they're in or within your community, is helping people past those, you know, those types of issues, the, the money thing, the, the worthiness thing, the, you know, that the working the suffering piece, you know, those are things that come up so often in just general life. And it sounds like being within a spiritual community really doesn't take that away necessarily. That's still there. So is that what you end up working a lot with people on? I do. I do a lot of that. Um, I'm actually what's called a transformational um, coaching method certified coach. Oh, sure. mm-hmm. yep. And so it's, it's all about how do you dig into those beliefs and look at them, and here's the problem with the spiritual and a lot of life co- coaching communities is, and psychology. Oh, my God, don't even get me started on psychology. <laughs> yeah, well, I was not going to bring that up. But <laughs> yeah, this is why I left psychology, because we, we dig in and we look at the issues. Okay, so, so that's where a lot of people stop. And mm-hmm. in transformational coaching, what we do is we say, okay, well, what about this, this belief do you want to keep? A lot of people don't want to talk about that. They just want to chunk it all, like get rid of it. Oh, it's so bad. No, that belief was was there and in some ways has been protecting you in your life. So what about it do you want to keep? And then what about it do you want to create a new belief system? And how can you, you know, create a new contract with yourself or that part of yourself so it will do new things and not keep holding you back? Because 
a lot of the things that you think and and uh, the subconscious beliefs that we have and everything, they they were put in there. They're not. Everybody will be like, "Oh, your subconscious, it's so bad," and you know, I have to change all my beliefs and stuff. And I'm like, "No, you just you need to learn to work with that part of you." So one of the things, um, can I just tell you something that drives me crazy? Sure. <laughs> affirmations drive me crazy. And I know probably a lot of people listening are like, I love affirmations, how dare you, and all this kind of thing, because I get that a lot. But affirmations to me always felt like a lie. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're like, you're standing in a mirror, and you're like, I am worthy, I love myself. You, remember Stuart Smiley, he was like, yep, I'm good yep, enough, yep. I'm, I'm strong enough, yeah. right? <laughs> so I, I came across this thing called affirmations with Noah St. John, it's Afor with an O, and what he does and what a lot of people do, and I think access consciousness and some other things do, is you actually turn it into questions. And so what happens is instead of trying to tell your subconscious something new and it's standing there like, you know, a little eight-year-old kid with his arms crossed, stamping his yeah. feet, going, no, yeah, that's, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> right? You, you, give it, you give him an assignment or her and you ask her a question to make her go look for that answer. And so instead of saying, like, I'm going to make, you know, $5,000 next week and get 10 new clients and life is going to be great, you, you, and the, you know, that part of you is like, yeah, whatever, then you say something like, how can I make it as easy and fun as possible to get five new clients next week or this month or something like that? And that little part of your brain, instead of arguing against you, what it does is it it like goes out on a hunt. And it's constantly, subconsciously, in your mind, working and looking for opportunities to fulfill that desire for you instead of arguing with you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It um it kind of reminds me of um I always I always blame this uh it's a personal thing I always blame this on the fact that my heritage is a lot of bohemian which does bohemia doesn't even exist anymore now it's public but anyway bohemians are very stubborn and <laughs> and I I swear that's one of that's one of the main reasons I got my brain back after my accident because I thought darn it the the physicians are not going to be right you know because they said mm. I wasn't going to get my brain back so it's like. How dare you? I'll prove you wrong. It, you know, it just makes you mad. It makes you want to get in there. And, and it's kind of, it reminds me when you tell me about you know, this this um, different way to do affirmations that you just described, it's kind of like that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it, it makes you want to go find the answer or, or find the way to get, you know, the five new clients or whatever it is. Right. Or, you know, just to get along with your boss at work mm-hmm. or that that stuffy coworker who's always gossiping about people in the office. I was always the person who got along with the person that everybody else didn't like. Hmm. It's just weird. But I I was just, you know, I I always made it a point to understand what they were doing and to talk to them yeah. like a normal person and not gossip about them behind their back. So, you know, I think you can do a yeah. lot of things with that. But, you know, I tried... <laughs> You saying that reminds me. I tried to like psych my subconscious out before. Like, well, if you're not going to believe me when I say I'm going to make a million dollars this year, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use you know, fake psychology on it. What is it called when you when you reverse psychology? 
Mm-hmm. Right, like you try to do on your kids sometimes. I'm not going to make a million dollars next year. And it's like, yep, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so that I doesn't think, you work. Know, talk, talking about, you know, affirmations, um, I, I believe in affirmations, but I believe that most people do them wrong. So yeah. I think, you know, talking to yourself in the mirror, saying it over and over again, having Post-it notes all over your house does nothing if you don't feel it, if you don't believe it as though you're already there. So when I work with people on, on affirmations, I, you know, we go through this whole process of, you know, imagery basically to help them feel like they're already there so that they actually do believe it and they know what it feels like to be there. And that's kind of mm-hmm. why I journal the future every day because that's my way of doing, I don't say affirmations, but that's kind of my way of doing it. Plus it's a great gratitude exercise because, by the end of the page, I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, oh, thank you so much, because this is such an awesome life, you know, so it's a great gratitude exercise besides. But I think I think most people who do affirmations have been taught to just say it. It's kind of like most people who watch The Secret. You know, you just wish for it, and it's going to be there. No, that's not mm-hmm. how it works. You know, they're missing important components in some of those things. Yeah, and that's really important. It's funny, when you were talking, you listed three of the cards out of the Divine Love Oracle deck, and that one. <laughs> one little piece because one of the cards is affirmations but we are going to talk in it about doing affirmations that you believe in feeling them huge component like you said and then also turning them into questions Um, and we are going to talk about there's a card for journaling too so sometimes you just need to sit down and journal and if you're listening to this call please don't journal on a computer oh my gosh here's another thing that I have to start on (laughs) Journaling, handwriting. You have to sit down and hand write. I, I don't like should and have to on people a lot, but this is one of those things that I'm very passionate about. Typing on a computer or reading a book or an ebook on a computer doesn't do anything for your brain. But holding a book in your hand and then journaling and writing actually activates the creative centers of your brain. I saw the MRI scans back when I was a psychologist, and it's a it's huge, huge issue. And so people who are growing up just reading and typing on computers these days, mm-hmm. unless they're doing something else like dance or art or something like that, the creative centers of their brain are actually atrophying. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Well, and when I, when I journal, I... I add a couple of more components to it, and this is just the way I do it. I'm not telling people other how how else to do it, but because I journal the future, I get very excited because you know it's a good thing. And so I have mm-hmm. a, a relatively small uh, journal, and my favorite purple pen. I always have to have a purple pen. But the thing is, is that I only write on one side of one page. And the reason I do that is because I'm so excited. By the time I get there, then I got to stop, and I have to you know, to be continued, it has to be continued. So then I'm excited the next day to continue. Mm. And so that's why I keep it in a nice, concise, short space, because people who, sometimes people who journal, got pages and pages of like notebook size things. And it's like, oh my God, that's way too, that's way too much. You know, you don't, and that's just the way I do it. I, I write just, a, you know, a little bit and get really excited. And then I put it away. Because that mm. th- those thoughts then stay with me the rest of the day. But then the next day when I go back to write again, it, it gets me all excited again. And I know I have to be, you know, I've only got so much space to get all this in here. That's really good. I like that. 
Yeah, it's just there's just so many ways and so many tools and, and, and things that people can do. So now how, you know, tell us a little bit more because I want to get people to go into your site to, you know, do your crowdfunding thing and want your Oracle deck. How do people connect with them? I mean, how, what's the, if they use it, they draw a card and then, then what happens? Tell, tell us a little bit about that as though no one listening knows anything about Oracle cards. <laughs> well, the first thing I like to do with, with, before you do an Oracle deck, um, you know, take a deep breath like you did at the beginning of the show or a couple of deep breaths. And it doesn't have to be like a long drawn out thing, just, a couple of seconds, and what I started doing when I was a child, which apparently you're not supposed to do these days, but I always lit a candle. You know, like mm. you can't tell your 12-year-old kid, go light a candle in their room. Right. You know, everyone <laughs> freaks out. But I did. I did every day for from the time I was 12 until I was at least 18 or 19. And I would, what I would do is I would draw one to three cards, and I would, you know, pray to Jesus really, really hard. <laughs> But I would, you know, write out what I thought it meant, and and then um, I would wrap that up, you know, fold it up and put it under my candle and let it burn. So apparently I was praying, meditating, and doing spell magic all at once. (laughs) I had no idea. So what I would say is do whatever feels good for you. Taking a few centering breaths, lighting a candle. Um, Some people do incense and... um, some people will do like a little bell or a gong to clear the space if if you do that kind of um you know musical or sound energy clearing work but really the important thing is to set your intention and so just let whatever higher power you connect to know that um you're taking a moment out of your day to reconnect with that part of yourself, that divine love part of yourself, and what's the message that you need to know most right now to become more aligned with yourself and to, um, you know, become more uh, connected with your version of God. Yeah. And then draw a card. Yeah. That uh, That's great, Amethyst, because I think sometimes, I, I mean, Probably, maybe everybody listening today has, has worked with oracle cards or tarot cards, and so it's no, you know, mystery to them. But some people who never have want to make sure they get it exactly right. They're, they might be a little yeah. on the perfectionist site, you know, and they, they think you got to do X, Y, Z in this order. And so it's. I'm glad that you said, you know, do what feels right, and and, and yeah. you know, it'll come to you. You know, it's whatever. It is, it is. That's what you're meant to, to get from it is, is how I kind of look at it. Because I think sometimes people just make it so difficult. You know? Right. You have to you have to get your deck. You can't open it until it's a full moon and you have to, yeah, you know, yeah. create a big bonfire and run around it three times and drink unicorn blood <laughs> yeah. and dance naked yeah, yeah. and it, I don't know. Like just open the freaking cards and use them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Everything so in the world is about your intention. And, and what we laugh about in the tarot community is, is when people say, like, um, oh, the cards are so bad, they're going to get you. I'm like, it's a piece of cardboard. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's nothing in it that is not from you. And so if you see something good in the card, that's from you. If you see something scary or something you think is bad in the card, then that's also from you. Those are some fears that are coming up from for you that you want to, you know, address those and then let them go. Yeah. Well, and I mean, actually, that's that's all of life. I mean, it, it mirrors what's inside of us. 
it does. you know our relationships and our all the stuff that happens and and tarot cards or oracle cards are no different. Mhm. You know, it's funny I I was talking to my group about creating contracts um this past week and I'm buying a house too. So there's a lot of this stuff about the contracts going on and everything. But I I was I had a friend who refused to draw up any contracts for her clients. She owned her own business and uh, she was doing some freelance work and some things like that, would not do any contracts and kind of started priding herself on her didn't-need-contracts kind of stance. Mm. And um, a couple years ago, she went to buy a house. She could not get a house, and it went on for like two years. And I finally said, would you just start doing contracts with your clients and on your freelancing work? Would you just start? And she said, I was so dumb. And she got so mad at me, but she finally relented, and she started doing them. And within four months, she was in a brand-new home. She yeah. finally had one that went through. Yeah. yeah, because I was like, thank you, finally. The universe knows that you know how to sign a contract now. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. buy a house. Exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, well, it's Amazon- always reflected in, in different ways and sometimes really unexpected ways yeah. how your energy comes out. Oh, yes. It's so true, so true. Well, Amethyst, I have appreciated and, and really enjoyed your time here today on the show. I know our audience did as well. And can you, I just want to, before we, we end for today, though, make sure that people know how to get a hold of you, how to get more of your stuff, because I know people are going to want more of you, and then also how they can contribute to the Oracle Card deck. Yeah, it's at bit.ly slash Oracle. And that will take you over to the Divine Love Oracle page on my website. And uh, there's a link there to take you straight to the Indiegogo campaign so that you can you can get your deck. And on October 1st, we will have the $33 angel contribution up. So if you want to wait and be an angel on October 1st, that will be awesome. If you want to go ahead and get the one of the other decks um, contribution levels right now, there's a whole bunch of them. And uh, there's a few pictures of the deck up there for you, too, so that you can see how awesome the cards are. I'm very excited about yeah. this deck. Uh, I'm going to have to go in, over and look at them. That sounds really great. And I put the link um, to the Divine Love Oracle, the, the bit.ly link, is in the show page. So if anybody's listening on Blog Talk Radio, it's right down in the show page right under the um, – under Amos's bio. So um, you can just click on that and should be able to go there. I will check after the show to make sure that it's hyperlinked and then you don't have to worry about typing it in and all that sort of stuff. I like to make things easy for people when I can. Thank you. And that page, will I will keep updating that all throughout October. We're going to feature every single person who's contributing to the deck and their card all throughout the month. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on on that page. Very cool. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to hop over there and take a look myself as soon as we get off the air. Again, I want to thank you, Amethyst, for taking time today. I am honored that you would spend time with us and my community here, and um, I look forward to talking with you again soon, and I I just thank you so much for, for your time. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm waving. I'm doing the. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm Amethyst talking on the waving phone, and yet I'm waving. You can't see her. I'll wave too. We're gonna do a group wave. 
<laughs> I will be back next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, everyone, with another great guest I'm excited um, to share with you. Please, if you are enjoying the show, subscribe if you're on um, iTunes. Follow if you're on Blog Talk Radio or connect with me somehow. You can also go to uh, Facebook, um, Coach Bonnie Gressel or just Bonnie Gressel. I think I put a couple of those links on the show page as well. So I'll talk with everyone soon. And until next time, blessings, everyone. You've been listening to The Gift of Choice, hosted by Bonnie Gressel. The Gift of Choice has been brought to you by MMB Global Solutions your source for individualized coaching for entrepreneurs and authors, along with book editing and publishing services. For more information, go to mnbglobalsolutions.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.